0: the give him your like the rest he's the one Happy Father's Day to all the dads that are here today. Happy Father's Day won't you bow with me in a word of prayer father in heaven we thank you for giving us this chance to come together to hear your word. I pray that you will speak through me in a way that is powerful that is palatable that is impactful. Help us to leave here better than we were when we came. Help the fathers to leave here encouraged. Believing, internalizing, accepting, embracing the fact that fathers matter. I pray that you will press that up on our hearts today. And I pray that you will give me preaching power to proclaim that. To the brothers that are here, to the brothers that are streaming, to the brothers that may just randomly hear a clip, on social media. I pray that you will do the work that only your Holy Spirit can do. Lift up, God, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to look at um, Genesis chapter 5 for the sake of today's sermon. And I want to talk about something that is just heavy, uh, heavy on my heart uh, to express, that I just feel like the Holy Spirit has been pushing me uh, to talk about and to express uh today all good it's Kara it's all good Kara it's okay it's okay that is it's all good that is the sound of the next generation amen amen it's all good um they got about 30 more days and they will have their own floor to do their own thing and make as much joyful noise unto the Lord as they need to make All right, Genesis 5 and 3 says, When Adam was 130 years old, he became the father of a son who was just like him in his very image. He named his son Seth. Once again, I want to talk about the fact that fathers matter. Fathers matter. In the 1960s and in some ways today, The the man-in-the-house rule drew into question the value of fathers. These rules effectively stated that in order for women with children to participate in social welfare programs, there could not be an actual father or any man in the house as they too would have been deemed by the government as de facto fathers. This rule often created hard choices for families that were facing the realities of poverty, low wages, and low opportunities, especially for black folks. Often the family could do better economically without the wages and the presence of the father because it made them eligible for welfare or social assistance that could provide for them better food and better shelter for the family than the father could. These rules were actually enforced by caseworkers. They were enforced by the caseworkers and the inspectors who would visit the apartment or visit the house and go through dresser drawers, chest drawers, and closets searching for men's clothing. Uh, they would also ask questions of the small children in the house, questions like, what's the name of the man that lives here sometime? This folly and policy undermine the value, presence, and power of fathers in many poor and especially black communities. And some people that are on housing choice vouchers still face these kinds of challenges today. What this policy failed to realize in the 1960s and in many ways occasionally implemented today, what it failed to realize is that fathers matter, period. Not merely because of economic contribution. Not not merely if their paychecks can outpace grants and government assistance. No, fathers matter, period. Uh, Fathers matter to the health of our families. Fathers matter to the health of our communities. Fathers matter to the brightness of our futures. Fathers matter. Uh, fathers are a key biological ingredient to creation. Fathers are givers of wisdom to children. Fathers are encouragers and protectors. They are friends and advice givers. They are the OGs on the blocks. But they are the muses that cause boys especially to thrive. What I'm trying to, ju- to suggest to you on this Juneteenth and Father's Day weekend is that fathers... Matter, And I want to suggest to you that as we strive to build a beloved community, especially in a city like Chicago, we have to pay particular attention to enabling young men and would-be fathers or actual fathers to thrive. Yes, too many men in our society feel worthless or worthless, but with my Im- sanctified imagination, I see something different than worthlessness or men that are worthless. I see men who, regardless of their economic output, regardless of whether or not they have PhDs or no Ds, whether they have good jobs or they simply hold down the block. I see individuals who are valuable to God in the creation of the beloved community. I see people that are valuable to our community in the development of a thriving community. I see men that are valuable in helping us embrace the ethics of the kingdom of God that we all long for. Yes, fathers matter. This idea that fathers matter appears early in Scripture, it it is implied from the very beginning in the book of Genesis. Uh, In today's text, we are dropped into what I would suggest is, is just an obscure, seemingly footnote text in the book of Genesis. It is there that we learn that Adam became the father of a son whom he named Seth. It is an easy passage to read and simply read right past. But when I read it, something about it jumped out at me. Uh, Immediately I realized that Adam being the father of Seth was not just some insignificant footnote, was not simply some passive fact, but in it was implied something that spoke to me because it went deeper. So I want to just spend a few minutes on this Father's Day and Juneteenth weekend talking about what I see here in the text. I want to talk to you about why I see the text screaming out at us, fathers matter. The text suggests to us that first of all, fathers matter because they are image bearers of God. Uh, To see this first point, you've got to look back a few verses to the beginning of chapter 5. It says, this is the the written account of the descendants of Adam. When God created human beings, he made them to be like himself. He created them male and female, and he blessed them and called them human. Let me give you this illustration. Uh, During the 1991 finals, Bulls versus Lakers, um, uh, Gatorade debuted its uh, commercial, and the company has never been the same since. Uh, That Gatorade commercial featured Michael Jordan on the playground with kids and shooting hoops and having a good time and showcasing kids trying to emulate the moves of Michael Jordan. The famous line of that commercial jingle, y'all remember what it was? It was, like Mike, if I could be like Mike. It communicated what was already the striving within the culture amongst all of the youth. Everybody was striving to be like Mike. Uh, Driving to the basket with their tongue hanging out, floating in the air and finessing at the basket. Mike was Mike and everybody was striving successfully, but most of the time unsuccessfully, to be like Mike. You know, everybody ain't got the capacity to look like Mike as they move around the court. But but if I am reading Genesis correctly, brothers, all of us have the capacity to look like God as we move throughout the earth. Can can I talk to my brothers for a minute? I, I, I don't know what you see when you look in the mirror. but When I look at you, I see God. In the words of Malcolm, I don't know who taught us to hate ourselves. I don't know who taught us to hate our noses, our lips, our mannerisms, our presence, our demeanor, our swagger, our black bodies, our brown bodies, our Asian bodies. I don't know who taught us that. But I do know that when I see you, I see God. I see men with power because God has made that power available to you. I see men with the power to remake and change the world because God, our heavenly parent, gave that power to us. I see men who have the power to create life through our seed. There is life and possibility living on the very inside of you. When I look at you, I see God. Yes, you matter because you are an image bearer of God. And so this year... Brothers, we're going to stop walking around, walking through the earth feeling like trash when we're looking like God. I know that the world comes down on you. I know the schemes against the character of men of color in this white supremacist culture. But even when they crucify you, I see God. The reason that even when they crucify you, I see God, is because Calvary reminds us that evil people will even muster up the audacity to crucify God. I see God in you. And I need us to internalize this, that we were made in the image of God. You were made in God's image. You were made in God's image. You were made in God's image. God's image. But pastor, I'm imperfect. You were made in God's image. But pastor, i be hitting that weed kind of hard. You were made in God's image. But pastor, I got these insecurities. You were made in God's image. But, but pastor, I struggle with fear. You were made in God's image. But pastor, my money ain't quite right. You were made in God's image, But pastor, I'm queer. You were made in God's image. Can I just talk and include all men for a moment. Brothers, fathers matter because we are image bearers of God. Secondly, fathers matter, I see it in the text, because they are image projectors to their children. Yes, gentlemen, not only do you matter because you look like God, but you matter because your kids will want to look just like you. I'm still in the text. Verse 3 says, when Adam was 130." Old, he became the father of a son who was just like him in his very image, and he named his son Seth. In Jay-Z's Where Have You Been on the Dynasty album, uh, he and Beanie Siegel expressed their pain of growing up without their fathers. But, but even in the hurt that drags throughout the entire song, I noticed that Jay communicates this truth about how kids watch and want to be just like their fathers. Jay says, I wanted to walk just like you, wanted to talk just like you. Often mama said, I look too much and I thought just like you, wanted to drink Miller nips and smoke Newports just like you. But you left me. Now I'm going to court just like you. No doubt fathers leave an indelible mark on their children. And fathers are important because our seeds are looking at us. Yeah, I don't know if y'all notice it or not, but kids watch everything. Everything we say, everything we do, and they will mirror and mimic what they see from us. So in a real sense, brothers, we are not merely living for ourselves, but we are also living for the next generation. Yes, how we show up in the world, those things directly reflect how our kids will show up in the world. And because of this, we matter. How we think about ourselves, what we think about ourselves, will be directly reflected in what they think about themselves how we carry ourselves will be directly reflected in how they carry themselves. And so that brilliance that you see in your kids, they likely got that from you. That curious nature, that's that's from you. That, That sense of humor that they got, especially my child, that sense of humor, they got that. From you, that willingness to try new things, to compete and to strive and to win, they got that from you because you are an image projector to your children. Let me step back and enlarge this a little bit. Let me say that as we strive for a better community, once again, we have to care about the thriving, the opportunities and the outcomes of the men, because how the men show up in the world will reflect the possibilities that their children see for themselves. In short, what I'm saying is you can't care about the future without caring about men. You can't care about the future of the black community and not care about the present lives of black men. It will impact how they reflect. It will impact their hope It will impact their foresight, it will impact their vision, it will impact their possibilities. Fathers are image projectors to their children. And so I say to you brothers, thank you for the image that you project. Thank you for getting up in the morning and working even when you don't feel like it. Thank you, amen. Hey, let's let's give it up for that. Thank you for giving time to your children when you are exhausted. Lord knows I know. Thank you. Thank you for treating your partners with respect in front of your children and modeling that to your children. Thank you for how you put other people's needs in front of yours. For some fathers, they ain't bought nothing for themselves. It's summertime. They looking like three summers ago because they ain't bought nothing for themselves. It is because they are constantly putting other people's needs in front of themselves, and that is to be celebrated. Walking around here looking like summer 2019. Thank you, brothers, for being good image projectors to your children. Let me say thirdly and finally, fathers matter because they leave legacies and lineages. So I read this in Genesis chapter 5. I got up to verse 3. and said that Adam had a son who was just like him in his very image, and he named him Seth. And then in verse 5, we get down to verse 5, it says that Adam died. talks about how many years Adam lived, and it says Adam died. But I noticed something. There were a lot of additional pages after that verse. Yes, neither the story in Genesis nor the Bible as a whole ended after verse 5. Yes, Adam's life ended, but the story didn't end. You see, the rest of chapter 5, although it's not about Adam, it's about his lineage. The text says in verse 4, after the birth of Seth, Adam lived another 800 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Adam lived 930 years, and then he died. When Seth was 105 years old, he became the father of Enosh. After the birth of Enosh, Seth lived another 807 years, and he had other sons and daughters. Seth lived nine hundred and twelve years and then he died. What this text says to me, reminds me of, is that brothers, it's legacy time. We are the unse- we are the ancestors of the unborn. Please hear me well. The possibilities. Potential and opportunities for those who have not even entered the earth yet rests upon us. You are somebody's papa. And you don't even know it yet. You you are somebody's great grandfather. You are somebody's big daddy that has not even entered the world yet. Their opportunities, possibilities, and potential rests upon us, and because of that, fathers matter. Adam and Eve had other children. Seth is there no earlier than third born, possibly further down the line than that, but possibly third-born son. The reason that Seth is called out is because of lineage. Genesis, in a lot of ways, is a history book. And they will trace Seth's lineage on down to Noah. And then from there, continuing spiraling down through the generations throughout Scripture. Seth is important. Some of the things that we see that come throughout the rest of chapter 5 are a getting right of some things that Adam himself had gotten wrong. Let me do some like teaching preaching for, for just a second, and then I'll close this thing down. Remember what happened in the garden when Adam and Eve sinned? It said that Adam, that God had come looking for Adam. And the reason that God had come looking for Adam is because God was accustomed to what? Walking in the cool of the day, and Adam would walk with God. But all of a sudden, sin positioned Adam into this place where he was uncomfortable in the presence of God. I could do a whole sermon about how sin makes people uncomfortable in the presence of God, but I won't digress there. Adam got uncomfortable and he hid from God. And God, for the first time, had to raise the question that perhaps startled God. Adam, where are you? Later on, we see several generations, and I don't think the author of Genesis plugs this into the story accidentally. In verse 21, several generations later, it says that Enoch walked with God. So much so that Enoch walked with God to the point that God just says, Won't you just go home with me today? And the word says that God just took Enoch up. Enoch's walking with God was a reconnection, a rebuilding of a broken bridge and relationship that had been established from the very beginning with Adam, that Adam broke, that now, generations later, is repaired through Enoch. I just hear God saying, fathers, that we are important because there are things that our descendants, that our seeds will be able to do in the earth that we were never able to do. They will impact things that we have never been able to. They will be able to overcome fears and anxieties that we were never able to overcome. They will be able to build communities in ways that we were never able to build. They will be able to see places in the world that we were never able to see. They will be able to right some wrongs that we may not have been able to get right in our lifetime, but because we made the good deposits, they will get those things right. We matter. Fathers matter. I close with this last piece about Seth. I looked up what Seth's name means, and his name means foundation. Perhaps what God was simply saying to Adam is, I'm giving you a new foundation here. Adam, your stuff was a little shaky. Ain't quite the right foundation to build on. It was yet still shaky in your sons, Cain and Abel, who could not get past their beef. Cain took Abel's life. Not a good foundation to build on. But but God says, I'm going to give you something new. A new foundation. And it is on this that we will build. And Adam, I don't want you to feel any kind of way about Seth being a new foundation because you still have something to deposit here. And I want to suggest that you have something to deposit because when you look at Seth, when you look at his mannerisms, when you look at his character, when you look at his, 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 uh, his preconceptions, you will see yourself in him. He will be just like you. And so when your parentage. Fathering matters. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you. We thank you for your word, for reminding us, for pressing upon us, for perhaps convincing us for the first time that fathers matter because they are image bearers of God. They move through the earth resembling you because they are image projectors to their children, and because they leave legacies and lineages. Thank you, Lord. I pray for my brothers that may struggle to internalize these things about themselves. I pray for those that are struggling to combat the negative messages that they have heard about themselves that have caused them to limit their Thoughts on possibilities and potentials. The devil is a lie. The devil is a lie. Help us to be all that you have called us to be. Take away doubt and replace that with with confidence. Give us that Paul-like swagger that says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Give it to us, God, because the next generation is looking at us, feeding off of us, depending on us. It's legacy time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. When you praise God for His word.